Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lily Loofborough, the Culture Critic of the Week, and today I'd like to share my own version of the Trump Glossary. By the end of this election, we might stop believing in words at all. This is Trump's greatest gift to America. I know words. I have the best words. But less interesting than the words Trump has is what he does to them. Trump contradicts himself, strips his campaign of coherence, and tries to convince you his contradictions are proof of his consistency. What we, the electorate, need is a new way to approach dealing with the Trump phenomenon. So I propose we name the moves he makes and develop a vocabulary for what he does. The benefit of giving behaviors like these names is that it allows us to diagnose the thing and dismiss it before it can work on us. It makes our psychological vulnerabilities visible to us and gives us some control over how to respond when someone tries to exploit them. Using the first presidential debate as an example, I'll put a name to a few of Trump's key rhetorical moves so that we can better understand Trump and the cheap ways he produces real effects. The first glossary term is meflection. That's reflection with a me. Meflection is the act of using just about any topic to deflect attention away from the issue in order to aggrandize oneself, often by wedging a remark about how great or important or beloved one is into contexts that don't really support them. During the first presidential debate, Hillary Clinton said that Donald Trump's rhetoric alienates people and pushes away allies like NATO that can help keep Americans safe. Trump's response is the perfect example of meflection. But when you look at NATO, I was asked on a major show, what do you think of NATO? And I have to understand I'm a business person. I did really well. I said, and very strongly, NATO could be obsolete because, and I was very strong on this, and it was actually covered very accurately in the New York Times. But I said, they do not focus on terror. And I was very strong, and I said it numerous times. Does it matter that he said it numerous times? Does it matter that he said it very strongly? or that it was a major show that asked him, or that he did really well on it. It does not. If you strip out all the self-praise, though, all he actually says here is that NATO, quote, do not focus on terror. That's it. That's meflecting. Next in the Trump glossary is Midasing. You might remember the story of King Midas. Everything he touched turned to gold. While Midasing is the tendency to compulsively insert irrelevant praise for things one is associated with, as if they were somehow elevated merely by being connected to you. Trump is a big fan of Midasing. He hires the best people. He has the best words, the best kids. His 10-year-old is great at computers. He has the best buildings. And very smart people are telling him things. It's a vapid discourse obsessed with supremacy and dissociated from greatness. Midasing was in full bloom during the first presidential debate. But perhaps the best example is when Trump offered to address the matter of his tax returns with an oblique hurricane of Midasing. But I could give you a list of banks. I would, if that would help you, I would give you a list of banks. These are very fine institutions, very fine banks. I could do that very quickly. Now, of course, no one is curious about the quality of Trump's banks, only the contents of his tax returns. Here, he tries again to respond. I built an unbelievable company, some of the greatest assets anywhere in the world, real estate assets anywhere in the world, beyond the United States, in Europe, lots of different places. It's an unbelievable company. The answer to where his tax returns are is that his company is unbelievable. Moving right along then, we have the next term in the Trump glossary, cookie grubbing. 
Cookie grubbing is the practice of suggesting you deserve praise for doing something that either benefits you or barely meets the minimal requirements of human decency. In response to Lester Holt's questions about Trump's history of alleged racial discrimination, Trump offered this in his defense. In Palm Beach, Florida, tough community, a brilliant community, a wealthy community, probably the wealthiest community there is in the world. I opened a club and really got great credit for it. If it's unclear why it would be heroic or deserving of credit to open a club in a, quote, brilliant, wealthy community, well, here's the answer. No discrimination against African-Americans, against Muslims, against anybody. And it's a tremendously successful club, and I'm so glad I did it. And I have been given great credit for what I did, and I'm very, very proud of it. And finally, there's murkening. Murkening is when one lies aggressively and brazenly in an effort to cover over an unsavory truth. In Trump terms, murkening is a cosmetic cover-up whose defining feature is its unconvincing outrageousness. It's kind of like an inept form of gaslighting. Who are you going to believe, the murkener asks, me or your lying eyes? When you say, my eyes, the murkener shouts wrong at you until you wearily walk away. Donald supported the invasion of Iraq. Wrong. That is absolutely Wrong. proved over and over again. Wrong. He actually advocated for the actions we took in Libya. Later, moderator Lester Holt tries to broach the subject again. You had supported the war in Iraq before the invasion. What makes your I did not what, support the war two, in Iraq. 2002. That is a mainstream media nonsense put out by her. Because she, frankly, I think the best person in her campaign is mainstream media. My question Just, is, since you, you, would you like to hear? Him, why is your I was why against your the judgment? war. Wait a minute. I was against the war in Iraq. Just so you put it out. The record shows I, otherwise. The record but why does is, not show why was you, is your judgment The record any... shows that I'm right. When I did an interview with Howard Stern, very lightly, first time anyone's asked me that, I said, very lightly, I don't know, maybe, who knows? The trouble with murkening is that saying something loudly over and over again will not, alas, make it true. And there you have it, a truncated version of the Trump glossary. If you'd like to learn more about Trump's key moves, including uglier strategies like shrelling and gish galloping, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. This has been a 7-Minute Explainer podcast from The Week. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lily Loofborough, and thanks so much for listening.